Welcome to the Metamorphosis with Michelle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kessel. I'm an integrative health practitioner and certified brain rewiring coach. And on this podcast, I'm going to be diving deep into all things personal growth and development, brain rewiring, health and wellness, and spirituality. Welcome back to the Metamorphosis with Michelle podcast. I am excited to bring an episode where I am being interviewed. This is an episode where I was a guest on my friend Sandy's podcast. So it's going to be a bit of a dynamic switch. You'll actually hear me be a guest on someone else's show. So it's a little bit more about my journey and answering personal questions on how I myself worked on overcoming emotional eating and my bloating with brain rewiring. So this is going to be really awesome way to get to know myself and my story better. And I'm excited to bring this on my show for all of you. So listen to this episode if you want to more about my journey, what helped me overcome emotional eating, and tons of tips and tricks. So let's get right into it. Okay, I am so excited to have you on my podcast, Michelle. I have been watching your reels on Instagram, and they're just really funny, but very impactful. And yeah, I feel like emotional eating is something a lot a lot of humans not just women struggle with I do notice women have a harder time with it than men for some reason Um, so let's get down to it why do we emotionally eat and why do we get bloated yeah it is a very common thing people struggle with I know I definitely have my days and moments of weakness, but I think there isn't necessarily one blanket answer. I do think that a lot of it comes down to not having the proper coping mechanisms to deal with emotions and using food as your source of coping because food is emotional. Like food gives us emotions joy, pleasure, satisfaction, comfort. So when you don't know how to fully deal with them, you're like, okay, well, I know food will give me a certain emotion that I may want to experience in this moment. Yeah, that is so crazy. I remember before I was into the whole holistic wellness thing, I was living by myself, um, going to grad school. I just moved to a new city and One day I got some ice cream and I took a bite. I was like, wow, ice cream has never been so good. And I was like, wow, like maybe I should have more of it. Um, Maybe that is my source of happiness. So I actually ate ice cream for breakfast that day and I did feel good for like 30 minutes and then um, it went downhill very quickly. Um, Yeah, I agree with what you just said. Food is emotional and humans are emotional beings. So that makes total sense. And I was listening to one of your recent podcast episodes about approaching emotional eating with consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away. 
um, when we think about emotional eating, we think about kind of like, you know, a girl who just broke up and she's stuffing her face with ice cream in front of the TV while she is like crying with mascara running down her face. So (laughs) we kind of associate that with negativity, with lack of self-control. But um, yeah, I was just really impressed by that episode. It It changed the game. Thank you. Yeah, it was really something that I felt a lot of people can implement because it's not necessarily bad to eat for emotional reasons because food is such a big part of our life. It's just the approach when you are eating, like, are you doing this while dealing with your emotions and then consciously knowing that? Or are you like, oh my God, I'm like running away from my emotions and stuffing them down with food. Yeah. And sometimes we do it without knowing that we are trying to fill a hole. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of the times it's just like, ah, I don't know what I'm feeling, but it's uncomfortable. So I'm going to eat. Yeah. I first realized that you could emotionally eat with healthy foods when oh my god in america is awesome because you get like paleo versions gluten-free versions of like your favorite childhood snacks and i um was really excited to try the siate nacho chips and i couldn't stop with that i like just kept eating and eating and eating until like the whole bag was gone and i was like um this can't be good for you So that's definitely a thing. And that's not healthy either. Right. Yeah. Because that was my problem. I've never been one to emotionally eat unhealthy foods because that doesn't even give me pleasure, to be honest. But like I've eaten downed bags of siete chips or like vegan ice cream during moments of frustration or sadness or even just seeking pleasure and comfort. So it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to McDonald's. It can be like, okay, what paleo crackers can I grab at Whole Foods today? Those are made with almond flour. So it actually fucks up your stomach after you eat too much of it. I know it does that to me. Yeah, it does. Tell us a little bit about your story and your background. Yeah, absolutely. So to be honest, I probably wouldn't have identified with an emo- as an emotional eater until pretty recently. I just kind of like really struggled with chronic gut health issues for so long. And during that time, I was pretty orthorexic looking back because I was so stuck and like sick all the time. I had to be extra conscious of what I was putting in my body. And it kind of led me to being really obsessive about food and the ingredients and stuff. But it also came to a point where that wasn't really helping. I was still bloated. I was still constipated. I was still so uncomfortable in my physical vessel that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and eat all this anyways, because either way I'm bloated. So I'd be like, if I'm bloated from eating healthy and like eating so little, why don't I just go out and like eat whatever I want? Cause I'm still bloated. 
So that's kind of what I did because the bloating was still there and I was just like fed up of being so restrictive with myself. I also was in a phase of like carb phobia. Like I was, I would not even look at a potato or a banana without like freaking out, thinking that all the carbs were going to like get at me. But instead I would eat a box of paleo crackers because it was paleo and I could do it. So I just had like such a unhealthy mindset with food and like food fear. And it all kind of just started with my health issues from really just feeling like I had to get so restrictive in order to heal when in reality, it wasn't until I dropped those restrictions that the healing really started. Yeah. So when you, so I know you are an integrative health practitioner. Did you get into that because you were so sick? Yeah. So I was already working with a functional medicine doctor and I was like, getting some answers, like seeing I had like candida, SIBO, parasites, literally everything that could happen with the gut. I had it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting answers. And then I had already been doing my own research and I kind of like knew I was like, okay, I'm like getting things left out of my protocol. So I was like, you know what, if I already know things are getting left out because I'm only getting like 30% of the results, not 100, like I'm bloated four days out of the week instead of seven. (laughs) So I was like, how can I learn more by myself in a real way? And I really liked this certification because it had a lot of the lab testing stuff too. So yeah, that was kind of at the peak of my healing Yeah, I guess. And I know you also have a one in your human design profile. So that, you know, wanting to dig to the bottom of things is sounds familiar. But um, Mm -hmm. you mentioned becoming a little bit orthorexic and orthorexia is a very real thing is like, what is it like being too obsessive with eating healthy Right. Yeah. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with being healthy. Like I'm still very, very, very healthy. Like I don't touch inflammatory foods or sugar, but it's like when you're obsessed and it's all you think about and it's coming out of like a fear mindset instead of a love mindset, I think that's when you can kind of classify it as orthorexia. Yeah. I have definitely been there kind of um it's like you want to know everything but then you end up knowing too much and when you do maybe eat something that you consider is bad you kind of just go down this spiral of okay I know this is going to do xyz to my body and then leading to whatever the fls and it is is very exhausting and knowing maybe you're gonna feel bloated because you ate whatever not great thing down the line you are kind of in a way manifesting that and when you feel bloated you it kind of makes you feel like you can't trust yourself why do you do that to yourself and then you're like well I'm gonna feel like shit so maybe I can just like cancel today and eat whatever you know 
else I usually restrict and start fresh tomorrow. So exactly. is trying to control essentially. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it would go. I would be like eating something, predict it would make me bloated, get bloated, then be like, screw it. What else can I eat? Because I'm already bloated and I'm, then I'll start tomorrow. And that mentality never works. Right. Okay. So you talk about, you know, feeling your emotions, processing it in a healthy way to heal your emotional eating. So tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it really comes down to are you processing and releasing your emotions? Because we can kind of like know now through science, it's been proven that like our body holds our emotions and it's just energy. So when you're like someone that bottles everything up and doesn't really let yourself feel things and you just hold it in, that's literally just like emotions stored in the body and they can be undigested. So when they're undigested, it like literally ferments and manifests as bloating. So I think this was something that I for sure dealt with because I never processed my emotions. I would just store them and store them and store them. And then like one day blow up at something. But like, of course I was bloated because I was just holding on to all of these emotions and feelings and thoughts in my body. And it's something that people don't really want to look at. They're just like, no, no, like, tell me what to eat. Tell me what to take. But it's like, yeah, that helps. But like, if you want lasting results, you need to look at the emotional side of things too. And like, there's so much you can get rid of physically by just looking at your emotions, processing them, releasing them, getting rid of any stored trauma and feelings and getting it out of your physical vessel. Yeah, and this might not look like bloating to some people, but it might look like having really, I don't want to say flabby arms, but your emotions can store in your arms, your thighs, your hips. Those are all very, very common. And I'm always, well, not always, since, you know, being in holistic health, I've sort of realize how your emotions really affects your health. But I'm surprised, like these days, I'm surprised like people don't usually, you know, get that. Like my mom had a stroke, like a like a mini stroke last summer. And all her friends are like, but you eat so healthy, you eat, you like live so holistically, I don't understand why you have a stroke. If you have a stroke, then I'm fucked. She went to so many doctors and all the doctors were like, it's not your, it's not, you know, like they didn't find anything. And like, obviously, because you were so stressed and you were like bottling down your emotions. Do you not know that? That was like, what a concept to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's such a common thing. People will be like, how are you the one who has all these gut health issues? Like, you're literally eating vegetables every meal. Like you don't even touch sugar, but it's like, it's so much more than that. It's like, we don't look at our, just the physical side of things. It's like 
Are you processing your emotions? Have you healed old trauma? Have you worked on your energetic balance? Are you in alignment? It's just like looking at everything holistically. And yeah, of course you want to make sure you're physically taken care of. But I think that's almost like the last piece, unless you're eating like a standard American diet. That's where I would start. We are talking about eating generally healthy. Um, If you're still eating a standard American diet, then you will see a lot of progress just from shifting to whole foods. But that only gets you so far. Like when I first started eating healthy, I was like, oh my God, like my whole world changed. But then, you know, issues like bloating and gaining weight, even though I was eating really healthy, started coming up. And I would look at other people who you know, eight Cheetos and they're fine. I'm like, this is so unfair. But um, the issue was not processing my emotions. So how does one process emotions in a healthy way? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways. One can just be crying, for instance. I mean, not everyone's a crier. You can even do anger exercises, like screaming into a pillow, punching things out if you're feeling angry. Because I don't know, like for example, with anger, I think there's a lot of shame in it, but it's like we're allowed to feel angry. We just don't want to feel angry at someone. So if you feel angry, like getting it out in a way that's not attacking someone or like dancing, moving your body, just like shaking things out, doing physical movement. Um, Maybe it's journaling and writing things out, or even just like sitting with yourself in silence and letting the emotional wave like ride through and the thoughts pass, but just not resisting it and pushing it away. Yeah. Um, Is it really a thing when you're angry, you sort of seek food that are crunchy? I don't know. It's possible. I think everyone's different. I personally feel like when I'm angry, I don't know if I seek food. Hmm, That's a good one. I don't know. I think I'm a sweet tooth. So yeah, that's my thing. (laughs) Yeah. And noticing you need to get some cravings into you know, maybe you have been eating ice cream every single night, overdoing it a little bit. And there's something to said about stop buying it, just like making that easy for you. But um, you work with brain rewiring too. So can you brain rewire your cravings, your bloating, emotional eating, any eating issues? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely have been able to stop overeating and stop thinking about food through brain rewiring. I did this unconsciously. I was brain rewiring overthinking and suddenly those like thoughts about like what I'm going to eat for the next meal just went away. And same with like overdoing it. I feel like it's just made me stop when I'm like, perfectly satisfied. And I never get to the point of like, I'm overly stuffed anymore. So that's my personal experience. And I wasn't even consciously trying to rewire those things. So I know if you consciously try to, the amount of things you could probably shift are endless. 
And yeah, I've had my clients get rid of bloating through brain rewiring. So it's all about getting to like the root of the issue. So of course, it's like doing the brain rewiring steps and doing all the thought shifting. But I think it comes down to also doing like the inner child work and the shadow work and just getting to like the root of what your triggers are. Yeah. Speaking of inner child work. So I was um, listening to your podcast on emotional eating and I don't necessarily see myself as an emotional eater. But one thing I struggle with for God knows how long now is eating too fast. And I know this is something that is causing me to bloat sometimes and I am not feeling as satisfied as I otherwise would with food. And I like every day, I'm like, tomorrow, you're going to chew your food 30 times and you're going to enjoy your food. You're going to sit down, you're going to eat it with presence. But when it's like time to eat, I will like eat and eat. And I will only remember, oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to do after I finish. So it's always like, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start at my next meal. So always failing. It's very frustrating to me. So I finally kind of started journaling on this. And I realized when I was a kid, I guess the female adults around me were very self-conscious with their bodies and they were always trying like the new diet pill you know and sort of judging how much is enough for you know how much you should eat at a certain meal or if someone's eating too much so I had this belief like okay if you're a woman you should eat like a bird and you shouldn't eat too much meat because meat is like heavy and dense So when I eat, I almost feel shameful to some extent. And I didn't realize until my late 20s. Isn't that wild? It's not wild because I feel like almost every woman can relate to that story. I think we grow up in diet culture. And if it's not your immediate family, it was your friends or it's the magazines or it's the TV telling you you should eat that way. So you grow up with that programming. And unless you do this work, you're not going to really realize it. So I think that's a story that almost every woman can resonate with because everywhere you look, it's like keto diet, paleo diet, whatever, South Beach diet, like on the magazines, on the TV whether it's like you're at a dinner and like one of the women's like, oh, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. It's just like constantly being programmed into our minds. Yeah. And you mentioned how brain rewiring your overthinking tendencies led to, you know, side benefits, which is what I love about brain rewiring. Because when you're like, you can say, I want to brain rewire emotional eating, but the root cause after you dig a little deeper is actually something else like overthinking for you. So you can bring rewire one thing and that can, you can see benefits in so many areas. And I hate talking about self-love because I feel like people fluff it up so much, but you do (laughs) develop more self-love or self-respect, self-care 
over the brain rewiring process. And, you know, you do things more intentionally. Like when you have intention, it's no longer about willpower, I feel like. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think it just allows you to have more mindfulness in everything. And when you're more mindful, you really can make decisions more out of love because you have that moment to decide. Because when you're like doing things without like being mindful and just pausing, you're kind of reacting to everything. So you're not consciously making every decision out of love. Yeah. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on intuitive eating? Yeah. So I'm actually about to record a podcast on this because I have a very probably different opinion. I don't think you can intuitively eat until you've done the work to decondition everything that's not your intuition. Oh my God. I so agree because I am in some fitness Facebook groups (laughs) and there are a lot of people asking, I'm looking to lose some weight. What do you guys recommend for food? Or how do you guys eat? And those posts will blow up. Everyone has something to say. Like, oh, you can only lose weight. The only way to lose weight is to be at a calorie deficit. Or someone be like, oh, I didn't lose weight until I went plant-based. And other people be like, well, I practice intuitive eating. And I'm just like rolling my eyes because what works for other people might not work for you. And when people are like, I practice intuitive eating, I'm just like, well, if you don't know what's a protein or you you don't know the basics, you don't know what is intuition, um, then that almost makes you more confused. Agreed. Because when you haven't done the work to get rid of all of the stories and the traumas and the emotions and the programming and beliefs related to food, you're not tapping into your intuition. Also, if you've never connected with your intuition, please don't start with food if that's something that's one of your big like fears and triggers because you're going to have clouded judgment. So maybe like connect with like, what should I wear today? If that's something that's not a big deal for you. Like you want to first have a healthy relationship with food. You want to have a healthy gut so it's not your microbes telling you like sugar is what your intuition wants. Yeah. And you want to be like processed food, I don't think is your intuition either. Your intuition doesn't know what processed food is. So I think there's like a lot to do. And then when you do all of that, you can eat intuitively. I do really love one of your recent posts on Instagram about emotional hunger. I think it's so common for humans in general to like go open the fridge to just like see what's in there every hour when you're working from home. And I know when I started working accounting a few, several years ago, like we were in orientation, all the new starters and everyone was so anxious and nervous, like, oh my God, not really sure how we're supposed to become an adult 
working and learning all this shit. So everyone was drinking a lot of coffee, eating a lot of snacks. And I don't know what it is, but accounting firms always have like a bunch of a bunch of food lying around. And everyone was feeling really shitty because you're anxious and you feel like really flabby because you keep sitting and snacking. Um, so I feel like that's anxious eating. So we eat not because of hunger all the time. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that was a big thing for me is some people when they're stressed, they either don't eat or they overeat. And I happen to be someone that overeats when I'm stressed. Like I've never been one that's like, oh, I skipped a meal because I was stressed. I'm like, I had three meals because I was stressed. Yeah, when I was in college (laughs) um, studying for finals, I would literally be like studying and downing kettle chips. Yeah, totally. And I think there's multiple things to look at. Like number one, your brain actually does use a lot of power when you're studying and working. So you do need to make sure that you're eating enough and fueling your body. Because I think that's a big thing is people don't actually eat enough when they're like doing a lot of work with their brain. But when it comes to like, you're actually like, okay, like I feel very physically full, but like, it's like a stress response to eat, then that's another story. And with that, I would say like, really learning like stress management and letting yourself like sit with the anxiety because the anxiety can pass or just taking like a few breaths, like doing a little breath work sequence or a quick meditation and just like letting yourself really get into the parasympathetic state and calm down because when your nervous system's able to calm down, you may not want to reach for the food anymore and you can like get back into your body and not have the urge to eat because the urge is coming from your brain, not your body if it's not physical. Yeah, totally. When I take on a brain rewiring client, I almost want to know, I almost want to know everything they're doing lifestyle-wise. What are they taking for supplements? How do they eat normally on like a Tuesday? So I can tell um, if they're struggling with depression and anxiety, is that from eating too much processed foods or do they actually have depression or anxiety? Right. Yeah. I mean, diet and your mental health are 1000% correlated. So definitely important to make sure you're eating the right food if you're feeling mental health symptoms. Is there something you really want to share? I think something that I've learned through brain rewiring is just the power of being able to shift your thoughts to heal the rest of your world because I did all the physical healing with like my bloating and physical issues, but I was still having flare-ups and that's because I never rewired my brain. So there were still certain times where like I would sit down to eat and like have my old thoughts before brain rewiring of like, this food is going to make me bloated or like predicting certain things about it or just like feeling anxious and running straight to the fridge instead of sitting with it. So something I would really want people to kind of understand is 
we can really make these changes through brain rewiring and shifting our thoughts more than we can by trying to do everything physically because it's not enough to just get rid of all the food or like change your environment because you might still run to the fridge and eat a whole bag of carrots even though you've got rid of the cookies because you're still having that brain pathway telling you to eat when you're stressed. So like I highly encourage people when you think you've done everything physically to work on the mental, emotional brain rewiring side of things. Yeah, I know both of us feel very strongly about brain rewiring and how just fucking powerful it is. So you mentioned how you were kind of future forecasting like, oh, doing this is going to make me bloat or I get bloated when I do X, Y, Z. I have gut issues. I was really sick. Um, Brain rewiring, and this is a lot of what Joe Dispenza talks about, changing your inner world and letting your external world reflect your inner world. So it's like you work on your mind first, like your subconscious, your conscious brain, and like embodying what you want to call in or who you want to be and let that 3D, your physical world, like, you know, catch up essentially. And I think that's so powerful because a lot of people, I feel like people understand this more and more now. A lot of people wait to feel happy when they're healed or wait to do something when they lose 10 pounds. Absolutely. And something that I think that really comes down to, it's like what's at the core of that? Because if you're not happy and you're using like your weight as kind of the excuse for why you're not happy, okay, cool, you'll get to that weight. But then you're going to find something else. Like, okay, now it's the relationship. When I get a boyfriend, I'll be happy. So you're really always going to find something and it might not be the food. It might be the house. So it's like, what is the core want that you're actually looking to fulfill? Because it's like, it's always going to be the next thing. It might be food today and the boy tomorrow and the house next week. So it's never about that certain external item. Exactly. I feel like practicing gratitude is so powerful because first of all, it helps you realize how powerful you are. Um, There's so much to celebrate and how far you have come. I am curious, like you've been brain rewiring for like, what, like, has it been like half a year? Yeah, a bit longer. Yeah. What are some of the cool things you have manifested. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I manifest little things super easily. Like I was like, hmm, I want coffee today. (laughs) I walk by and this like coffee shop's like free coffee. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) Or like parking spots and stuff. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I'm trying to think what are like the really cool things. I mean, I guess. It's like life in general, general becomes easier. Like maybe you wait in line and then 
you know, somebody just leaves the line and it goes by super fast. You, you just become generally lucky, quote in quotes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, there's not necessarily like a huge item I've really manifested, but I feel like I am always getting little trickles of things coming in to fruition. And like, I guess what I want is coming to me closer. (laughs) Yeah. Noting that, you know, you've manifested the little things really strengthen your trust muscle. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think like in order to manifest something really big, you have to feel 100% in alignment and confident and trusting that it's going to happen. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about emotionally eating, but like in a conscious way. So when we think about how we always eat pumpkin pie over Thanksgiving as kids, you know, you develop like emotions attached to pumpkin pie. And, you know, when you are, you know, homesick, you might be like, okay, I want pumpkin pie. And if you are, you know, approaching it with a conscious in a conscious way, you can like eat it slowly and enjoy every bite. And that is so healthy you can actually appreciate that food instead of like feeling guilty that you had it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to add that it's like totally acceptable to do that as long as you don't have those feelings of like guilt or shame or, oh my God, I overdid it. But it's like have that pie, enjoy it, feel the pleasure and like feel good about it. And that's like a way to consciously fulfill those emotions. Yeah, and intention overrides everything. Like when you, you know, relate that pumpkin pumpkin pie to like your childhood memories, love, gratitude, then that becomes like a high vibe food. It's super high frequency. And it's probably, it's probably not going to like make you inflamed or bloated. But if you're like, feeling shameful and guilt when you eat it, then it most likely would. And you talked about blessing your food, like charging your food. Tell us more. How do we do that? Yeah, I mean, it's very simple. I'll just kind of like say a little prayer of gratitude or like put my hands over the food and be like, this meal is going to bring me love, joy, nourish all my cells and create health in my life or whatever resonates. Like, That was just an example, but just like saying an intention before you eat it. So especially like with the pie example, you could say that. So you've already like feel the gratitude and the joy and the nourishment before you eat it, because that will kind of give your brain the okay to eat it with the joy and the pleasure and not have those feelings of guilt follow. Yeah. And that is so powerful. And I feel like even just taking a moment to do that, you will eat it more intentionally too. Absolutely. Because you're less likely to overeat something that's like has intentions with it. It just kind of allows you to slow down and cherish it and really trust that it's nourishing your body and doing its job. Yeah. 
And I was talking about how I used to, well, <laughs> since, you know, up to a few days ago that I would eat too fast. And especially with quote unquote cheat foods, I would eat it even faster because it's like, okay, like I'm going to feel guilty. So let's get this over with. That's so unintentional. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely used to be similar to that where it was like, if it was a quote unquote cheat thing, I would be like, if I would even have a little bit of it, I would get into the mentality of, oh, I had a little bit, I should just finish it. So there's no more for me to have later. And that's, yeah, that's such like the restrictive mindset. And I think that's where like, doing the deeper work and getting to a place of understanding that you can have it whenever there's no restriction and it's your decision when you can have it, then you'll realize like, okay, I can have one bite or two bites and I don't have to feel like I have to finish it all right now. So there's none left for me to binge on tomorrow. Yeah. It sounds ironic, but eating all of it and you know, like that whole attitude is coming from a place of scarcity. Like, because you kind of when you're like in that stress state, you're like, well, I will never do this again. You're like restricting. And that is from a place of lack. And yeah, so approaching this with abundance mindset, like knowing, you know, you can have cheat foods whenever you want actually helps you want it less. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because as soon as you tell like yourself, I can't have this, your brain freaks out because your brain is like, why can't I have this? This is taken away from me. Like I biologically now really want it. So you're going to like overindulge. But when you're like, I can have this whenever I want, you're like, okay, then I'm choosing. I don't want it. Yeah. And um, I used, and I know I'm not the only one. This is actually very common. I used to think, okay, body and health and bloating would just be something I struggle for the rest of my life. And with brain rewiring, I realized how crazy it is that we tell ourselves so many fucking stories that are not helpful. Yeah, seriously, we really create so many issues for ourselves more than there really need to be. Yeah, especially like we both have kind of like leaned more towards the orthorexic side to be on the other side of, I hate the term food freedom, it sounds so stupid. But it is, it goes to show how powerful brain rewiring is. Absolutely. And I guess my personal approach with that, though, is still very clean. And probably people on the outside might think that it's still too healthy. But I do it out of self-love because it feels so good to me. Like, I truly feel abundant and happy eating super healthy. So it's not coming out of a place of restriction. It's actually coming from a place of abundance of love for myself. Yeah, I agree. And um, 
is like you love yourself too much to fuck with processed foods because that stuff was made, you know, not with good intentions. If you think about processed foods, they use like really shitty oils and a bunch of chemicals and you're like, I don't want that in my body, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't feel good either. Like even if I eat a little bit of it, that's totally okay. But like, I can feel that it's not like 100% and like, I don't have like my A game on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So over quarantine, I know that some people have kind of gained a lot of weight and when I see like people gain a significant of amount of weight, you know, is not just like, oh, they ate a little too much dessert is more than that is something deeper. So, you know, like looking at our emotions and mental health, like everything, like holistic health is treating the whole person. So I think you know, this conversation is really powerful. So where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. The best place is Instagram. I'm at Get Well with Michelle. And I also have a podcast called Metamorphosis with Michelle. How can, how do you work with people? Yeah, so I'm working with people one-on-one, whether that's a bloating or a emotional eating or other health issue. And I'm not sure when this is coming out, but I'm about to launch a group program for emotional eating. So that's going to be really exciting because I think it's going to be really powerful to work through this in a group environment with a really loving and supportive community of other people. That is amazing. I love group programs because you not only get to like, you know, make big shifts, you also get to meet like lifelong friends. Yeah, exactly. And having a safe space where you can share things is really, really powerful. Yeah. Also, like community is so powerful, too. Like so many people feel really lonely. Um, So this is a place where you can find like-minded individuals that, you know, you guys can help each other along on your journeys. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. I am so happy to be here and be a guest on your show. I hope you guys found this episode valuable and interesting and enjoyed kind of hearing me on the other side of the podcast. So if this was helpful at all and you know someone who might be struggling with this who doesn't listen to my show, please share it. This information is so powerful for others to get acquainted with and really have that shift in perspective. So let me know what you think. Share it on Instagram and tag me and leave a rating and review if this information was helpful to you. So please connect with me on Instagram at Get Well with Michelle and I will see you all next week.